KFJ time, fast approaching 310. It is Monday, and you know what? The sun is shining. So I hope it's treating you well wherever you got locked in on 790 AM, 941 and 104.7 FM. KFG, I'm Tyler Axis. Glad to be back with you in the second hour here. And uh, one of the things that I want to dive back into is, uh, well, an item that you and I discussed uh, about two weeks ago, uh, if not a little bit longer than that, if you're keeping track of time. And it's got to do with your uh, rural, fi- rural fire district, volunteer fire district. Sarah, that's easy for me to say. Uh, what there's some legislation out there and we're past the crossover point, meaning that whatever passes Senate's now in the house and vice versa. And, and you and I, uh, started talking about Senate bill 2211 and some of the things that that would do for you and your fire districts out there. And in studio to give us an update is Alan Berg. He's with the North Dakota firefighters association. How are you doing, Alan? Welcome back. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing this attention back up because everyone listening right now is impacted by this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the phone lines because we got a couple of guests as well. Rob Knuth, I'm doing a mic check for you. He's the training director of the Firefighters Association. Rob, do I have you? Yes, you do, Tyler. All right, Rob, I appreciate you taking time. How are things where you're at? Oh, good. We finally dug out 13 inches of snow. <laughs> Nothing compared to the eight-foot drifts we had to deal with. But uh, sun's out, shining, and the world is good. I know. As long as that sun's out, at least it helps with the psyche just a little bit because, yeah, those drifts, not as bad at my house, but uh, I know that you're not alone out there, and it's been a dig-out today for a lot of people across the upper Midwest. Also joining oh, yeah. yeah, also joining us is Ken Wagon. He is, in fact, the fire chief with the association. Ken, do I have you, my friend? Yes, you do, Tyler. All right. How are things with you, Ken? Well, digging out, too. We didn't get quite <laughs> as much as Rob here in Carrington, but uh, – uh, we've, we've certainly had our share of this winter. Yeah. Enough is enough when it comes to the snow, but you know what? The fellas are not a dang thing. Any of us can do about it besides keep moving it. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but such is life across the upper Midwest here. Uh, the yeah. fellas, we've been following along with Senate Bill 2211 when it comes to, uh, well, a number of things, money, when it comes to who your oversight is, how we got here. And I'm not sure who I throw this to, whether Alan, Rob, or Ken, uh, give us an update. We, we're past the crossover point, and I know Senate Bill 2211 survived the Senate. Give me an update, Rob. In fact, I'll kick it to you uh, of where Senate Bill 2211 rests right now. Well, thank you. Uh, well, 2211, uh, as you said, has passed the Senate uh, and handed over to the House. Uh, it actually left the Senate almost identical to how it was originally written. Uh, Senator Weber out of Castleton is uh, the carrier. Uh, we will be introducing this to the House IBL committee tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Oh, wow. That'll um, be a quick turnaround. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I'm sure it's probably going to go to appropriations somehow uh, after tomorrow. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, Senate Bill 2211 handles, uh, there's three parts to it. The first part is uh, moving the state fire marshal from the attorney general's office over to the insurance department. Now, that may not seem uh, a huge deal, but when you take into consideration that 90% of the responsibility and duties of the state fire marshal uh, align more closely with the insurance department as far as uh, risk uh, mitigation, uh, prevention, uh, education, uh, code reading, uh, inspections, uh, that's more in line uh, with the insurance uh, mm-hmm. commissioner than it is the attorney general. Mm-hmm. Only 10% of the fires in the state 
are actually considered uh, incendiary or uh, intentionally set. Um, so all fires need to be uh, inspected and investigated to determine cause and the root cause of those fires uh, and teaching uh, the safety aspects of how to prevent fires mm -hmm. is a key uh, task of the state fire marshal and all fire departments. Mm -hmm. So uh, the 10% that are incendiary, obviously there's uh, an investigative uh, aspect to it. Um, and yes, a lot of times uh, BCI is involved. So there is that aspect still, and there is no change. Right. If it, if it is determined to be incendiary, then law enforcement will be brought in. But it's the other 90% that, uh, like I said, is we are concerned with. So that move is one of the three items in this bill. The second bill is uh, concerning the insurance tax distribution fund. Uh, actually, the last two are affected by that. Yeah. The insurance tax distribution fund is created through the taxes that insurance uh, uh, carriers are uh, that pay, they pay the state a certain amount um, for each policy that is written in the state. And those funds are have always been meant to be returned to the fire departments and the districts for which uh, a percentage of that tax is raised. So if Abercrombie uh, Fire Department receives uh, an annual um, appropriation from the state, it's based on the amount of insurance uh, raised within the Abercrombie Fire Protection District. Now, the problem that we run into is twofold. One, NDFA is funded primarily through the Insurance Tax Distribution Fund. And what we do is put training and certification to the firefighters uh, across the state. So that's 5.5% of that fund goes to the NDFA. Well, that's 5.5% that a department like Abercrombie uh, doesn't have. Right. Now, we, we provide the training and certification probably based on their 5.5% could be uh, more than uh, the amount of training they receive from us at no additional cost, could be more than that 5.5%, but that that's still 5.5% uh, less that they receive. So changing the funding source from the insurance tax distribution to the insurance regulatory uh, fund will is to create two things. One, a stable funding source for NDFA so we can continue doing the work we do, as well as returning that 5.5% to the uh, fire departments. You know, I'm, I'm going to step in here for a minute, Alan and uh, Rob, pardon me, Alan, Ken, and whoever wants to jump in. You say that this money was meant to go back to the, those districts. That would lead me to believe that it hasn't been. And I'm curious the reason why uh, here in 2023 or years prior that that money that was intentionally or intended to go back to whether it's Abercrombie or Carrington or wherever, it hasn't been. Well, that well, leads to depends. the yep. – Ken, I'll let you uh, answer that one. Yeah, that kind of depends, Tyler, on on what portion or at, at what timeline you want to take a look. Um, <clears throat> this tax has been in existence since 1887, and up until oh the early 1980s, there wasn't a lot of change to it. Mm -hmm. 
But with the downturn in the 80s and early 90s um, and the issues that they were having uh, at the Capitol at that time with balanced budgets, uh, they basically came to uh, the fire services and said that they would guarantee such an amount um, per biennium and whatever was left over, they wanted to use to help balance the budget. Mm. So um, when you take a look at, at the history of the tax, uh, since, well, I've got numbers starting in 1997. So from 1997 to 2021, we went from a low of about 45% return to the department. Now this is including the NDFA budget as well. Sure. Uh, to a high of current our current situation that we have set up right now uh, is in the the mid 90s. Okay. Um, so we've been, you know, we've been working with them and working with them and trying to get a hundred percent return. And it's we thought at last session we were going we were going to finally get it accomplished and. They came up with a, a basis of taking the prior appropriations, so from two biennials ago, mm-hmm. uh, taking that prior and then looking at how much more tax was generated uh, from the, uh, there was a specific date of where they looked at on the, the forecast of the tax. Anyhow, they took and added those two numbers together and then came up with the current situation that we have. <laughs> they couldn't just say, yep, this makes perfect sense. You guys pay nope. in, it comes back to you. There's just, somebody had to be standing in the way is what I'm hearing. I can, Rob, yep, yeah. you guys got more time for me? I got to I gotta get some of these messages out, but I, I, we're just scratching the surface, it feels like, here, because these are going to be my words that people want to hear. You guys are subsidizing the general fund right now, and with all the money coming in, that doesn't need to be done. When you're paying in as a as a resident, you're getting your money back to your fire district. That's going to be helping you locally here. Makes perfect sense. Do you two have more time for me, Alan? You got more time? Yep. All right, I'm going to put you. Yep, up. absolutely. All right, fellas, we're going to let you go here, and uh, we'll come back to some of your thoughts at three five two seven zero. Doesn't it? This makes perfect sense, right? Getting your money back that's supposed to be intended for your fire districts instead of subsidizing lawmakers out in Bismarck? We'll continue the conversation right after this. My guest right now, Alan Berg, North Dakota Firefighters Association, in studio on the phone. We got Rob Knuth, the training director, and Ken Wangen, uh, the fire chief. Uh, with the association as well. And, and folks, where we had left off is, uh, these are my words again. You got lawmakers, and this is me. They're, these fire districts, your your tax dollars are subsidizing the general fund. Folks, we got money. The, the money that you're paying in through the insurance should be coming back to your fire districts now, and I'm going to pick up with you because, you know, say in Abercrombie, where, where you're uh, out of, I mean, it might not be gangbusters from a general fund budget dollar sense, but for a rural fire district, can go a long ways when it comes to equipment, this money coming back. Oh, oh, definitely. You know, I was just telling you earlier, you know, we just got to just get our plain PPE for a guy. One person is $2,900. Yeah. You know, that's not counting SCBAs, which are, you know, four or 5000 probably. So I, it, it's going to help out those districts immensely. Yep. And you know what? The general fund, lawmakers are not going to notice. They might notice that you guys aren't coming out having to ask for your money in return. 
every two years. Mm-hmm. I'll pick that up after. I don't want to get you guys involved with <laughs> in that. Uh, Rob, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about the three items that this uh, Senate Bill 2211 would do, and we got that it's going to, you know, get the under the insurance commissioner. We're going to talk about what fund. What's the other component that we missed before I interrupted you? Well, no, that's fine. It actually, it, it all wraps up. Uh, the third part of this bill is to uh, create a continuing appropriation where uh, this has always been up to the early 80s, a pass-through fund. What came in went directly back to the fire departments. As long as the fire departments met the requirements uh, listed in, in Century Code. Uh, in the eight, early 80s, like Ken said, uh, the uh, decision was made that it now has to go through the appropriations process where individuals from the association, the fire chiefs association, and individual fire departments travel to Bismarck multiple times during a session and testify on why we need the money. And it, it's very simple if we just do away with the uh, as appropriated statements in the current language in century code, it would, whatever comes in goes directly back to the fire departments. Now, is that going to mean a hundred percent of what is uh, raised by the taxes? Probably not because there's always that what if factor. If a fire department does not meet the requirements, okay, the money that was supposed to go to them has no other place to go. It has to go to the general fund. But it, if you take out the as-appropriated statement, mm-hmm. then it, whatever comes in goes out. So, and, and we don't have every two years a handful of us constantly going up and, and for lack of a better term, fighting for the money that's rightfully ours. Mm-hmm. I, well, and there's and again, I'll, I'll bring this up after I let you guys go. Being a former lawmaker, I, I, I've got some ideas why they want to keep seeing you out there. Part of it's ego, but you're you're right, all three of you have looked at this money. It used to be this way. This is the way it had been done for oh, a century, you know. And now here we are, every two years, having to come back and uh, say, "Hey, uh, we need our money back." And we can this all be done. If it passes the way the language is right now, uh, Ken, I'll throw that to you before I let you go. If it passes as it is, uh, as it came out of the Senate, mm-hmm. um, essentially we would see, you know, the, the near 100 percent of the fire of the the funds raised going back to the fire departments and points of origin where where the tax was generated. As far as uh, the NDFA portion of it. It really doesn't change operations whatsoever of the NDFA. It's a grassroots training organization uh, that uh, uh, Rob has a cadre of instructors that end up being firefighters from within the state. I'm one of them. Uh, it, it does nothing other than add an element of oversight on uh, where the money is being spent. Sure. And personally, myself, for the fire marshal aspect, being the chief in Carrington, um, we live in a, you know, in Carrington, the, the closest fire marshal to us is Fargo, Grand Forks, or Bismarck, wow. or Minot. That's so a long we don't, haul. That's a long haul yeah, for somebody to get there. Right. Um, so 
we've been in discussions uh, to see how some of these gaps within the state can be addressed. And uh, the reality of it is, is that the fire marshal underneath the attorney general, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're not, you know, by their definition, and, and Rob went through it in quite length, their definition of they're not really the criminal investigation arm right. that the attorney general is, is, is focused on being, which rightly so they should be. So uh, there are uh, things that they have in place there. Uh, we work the, the front end of it, of buildings with code enforcement and things like that. So, uh, yes, we see it. Uh, as a very good fit to, to move him over the tax. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Uh, Ken, Rob, I'm up against the KFGO news, fellas. I appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow uh, out testifying, and we're going to be following along, all right? You guys take care until we chat again soon. All right, thank you. All right, thank thanks, you. Rob. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Alan, I appreciate you coming in. Let's stay no in touch. I'm going to be following this one. Make sure, because it's just it's common sense. Yep, definitely. And anyone out there that's listening to this, says, just get it done, and I'll, I'll give some thoughts why it hasn't gotten done. Right after KFGO News. Rob, I appreciate it, man. Take care. I'm Tyler Axis. After his lives rolling on, KFGO News is right after this.